Hello and welcome to Hey, I Loved That Movie, the podcast where we rewatch the films we loved when we were younger to see if they still hold up. I'm Dan. I'm Michael. I'm Helena. And this time we are joined by a special guest returning once more is Sean Carney. <laughs> Thank you for having me back. Uh, I thought after I made you guys watch Loch Ness that this uh, <laughs> that was the end for me. No, no, now it's <laughs> our <laughs> revenge. <laughs> Yes, yes, that's what I thought while watching this film. <laughs> what? No. <laughs> Helena, what film have you brought to us today? I've been very brave, and I've suggested this week we all watch The Black Cauldron. Yeah, people who did watch Sean's episode, we did briefly discuss The Black Cauldron being one of my favourite films. It is i think probably my favorite film ever every time i watch it once it ends i want to watch it again so i had to start watching it quite late yesterday because i knew that if i didn't i'd just watch it twice or three times maybe. <laughs> um, which was something i used to do when i was a child until my mother actually got rid of the the tape i spoke to her the other day um she hid it down the back of the piano that's where the that's where the... <laughs> there's a good chance it's still there so i yeah i watched this film every day i think for a year it's about a pig that can see the future slash has vague oracular capabilities. It's never really fully explained what the pig can do exactly <laughs> or why the pig knows where the black cauldron is. But the black cauldron, the titular black cauldron, is a, a cauldron that's um, housing this evil power of a, an, a long forgotten king and the new king, the horned king, um he wants it to raise an army of the dead to win the war that's been raging in the, across the land and the pig might know where it is and unfortunately the pig knows that it might know where it is and that then the horned king knows that the pig might know he tries to kidnap the pig and taron the main character has to first try and protect and then rescue the pig find the black cauldron save the world and he meets a wonderful cast of characters along the way. And what are their names? Because that is one thing I did not pick up on <laughs> in any of this. I, there was, uh, most of my notes are like pig, weird dog. Um, yeah. Horny, Horny King. Horny um, King, yep. What was the pig's name? Was the pig's name like Henwen or something? Henwen. Henwen. I'm not going to lie. I know all the characters' names. The, I can and there's rattle the, them off. There was the guy named like Flim Flam or something like that. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. Fluda. What, what was it? Fluda. Fluda. Blue to flam? Was there a flam in there? Yeah. I think they're vaguely Welsh-sounding names. no idea if the weird dog with the moustache and the bowl cut was called Cookie. I don't know. Gurgi. Gurgi, okay. I got very... While watching this film, I got very obsessed with what Gurgi is a character and what the fuck is Gurgi. (laughs) (laughs) I genuinely couldn't work out what the fuck Gurgi was. He's a dog with a bowl cut and a moustache. But he does. (laughs) (laughs) And then what was the... Was there the princess? What was her name? Ilonwe. Ilonwe. These are like tricky names for kids. Yeah. yeah. And yeah, for I'm... grown people. Too, <laughs> yeah, they're not memorable names. And then Taran's, Taran's, is that his, at the start, was it his dad? I guess his master. His master? His, yeah. Like, his, he's a he's a pig keep, and then his, I guess he's like an apprentice kind of ward kind of thing. Yeah. Um, it's not, it's made clear it's not his dad, but it's what not. What was his name? Uh, Dolbin? Dolbin? Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm saying like that, like, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, Helena, had you had you read the book series? 
No, I've I've actually, I mean, considering it's my favourite, but I've never delved deeper than the film. I've never looked into it much more. I think I just let it wash over me repeatedly. Yeah. I never really, this until we did this episode and I did a little bit of research yesterday, I didn't know it was based on a book. I think it, if I'd known that, I might have read them when I was younger. But now I, I don't think the books are going to do much for me. Um, I think they are for children, although I'm not sure. I'm not sure if this film's for children, to be fair. Like, this film gets quite scary. It does. So scary that Disney didn't release it for a while. Like They cut a lot of the scary scenes out of this film as well. I I do want to find, like, a director's cut of the horror version. Yeah, there were, like, there were scenes that were just too grisly. I think it exists. Like, slicing and dicing the cauldron-born things at the end. Like, they cut all of him fighting them because it was too graphic. I think I read a couple of things where it was like Disney have like deliberately gotten rid of the footage that they cut out of it. Yeah, I think it was it. like back in the eighties, it was just too wild. They were too, too scared of that ever seeing the light of day. Cause I think the director tried to do like when they did like a home video release, they tried to bring it all back together. Yeah. And for whatever reason, he's just like, it just, we couldn't get it to work. It just would not work. It's a shame. It's a very quick film. Yeah. I think without so credits, it's probably pace. like 70 minutes or something. Yeah. yeah. It's real short. Yeah. 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 It's because they cut um, half it out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it probably yeah, is. Yeah. A, it would have been a solid 90 minutes feature film, but yeah. then they realised that they were just going to have children wailing in the cinema. Yeah. And in the end, they didn't have any children wailing in the cinema because no one saw it no. in the cinema. Yeah. So, Helena, how did you find it? Because, like, I had literally, until you mentioned it when we did the podcast, I'd never even heard of this film. I didn't know it existed. It is a hidden gem. <laughs> Very <sure> well that... <laughs> hidden. The only, the only way you can I... find it is to have a pig that vaguely knows where it is. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I imagine this video was sourced before my birth and it was just one of a selection that we had. We did have fairly small collection of videos. We had some weird ones. I also watched quite a lot, but I can't remember what they're called. And we had like um, the old line, the witch in the wardrobe. I think oh, we had yeah. that on like the, not the, obviously they've, they remade it, but the older version yeah. I think we had. And then we had, yeah. I had that one too. Yeah. We stole so that we... from my cousins. Well, they lent it to us and then uh, <laughs> we had it for years and I'd never realized it was an open wound until my cousin brought it up like 20 years later (laughs) 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 that we'd stolen that from him we have the same yeah yeah, same feud going on with the audiobook of the lord of the rings trilogy um (laughs) that we were according to my mother given and according to my uncle lent for a journey (laughs) Um, because they live quite far away from us so it was a good thing to have on in the car to keep us entertained Mm. but yeah oh definitely a a sore spot um how many times do you reckon you've watched this film I've no idea. I I don't remember a time in my life where I wasn't in love with it. I I don't know when we when we really really watched it because I definitely had like I had a princess phase, and this film it it touches on the princess thing but not massively. Like she is Princess Ilonwe, but she doesn't really do any princess stuff, and he's not a prince, no. and her dress isn't particularly exciting. So I think I probably did ease off on it when I had my full princess phase where it was all about Beauty and the Beast and all about Cinderella. But then I definitely came back to it. But there was a big chunk of my life where it was just like a fond memory, maybe up from age like eight to 12. Up until, yeah, because before then we didn't have a video player and obviously we didn't have the cassette anymore anyway. But once it was available to like dig up and stream, that's when I started watching it again. So like really bad pirate copies at the start because it wasn't, I don't remember it being easy to find until Mm. it was available. Deliberately. 
Yeah. yeah. They didn't they didn't want it out there. No, they they kept it yeah. in the Disney vault for a long time. I am I was sort of a bit surprised that it was on Disney Plus just because they do really hate this film, but I'm I'm glad it is. It's now it's so lovely to have it just available now at the push of a button. Yeah. Um, I think I just assumed it would be on Disney Plus. I very briefly panicked last night and I was like, "Holy shit, I got to find that movie." I think you know if it, if it wasn't going to be easy to find. But yeah. thankfully, yeah, someone out there agrees with me that it is <laughs> the most beautiful, sweet little film well, ever. It's so on Disney Plus, they can have it bookend. So we've already had the end of their using hand-drawn animation and CGI at the same time. This was the start of it. Yeah. This was yeah. the first foray into it. And it as usual, yep, didn't work. Because <laughs> like, there was the one one scene where they like see the, the big evil castle and there's like a shot from below and it looked too real to be part of it. And I couldn't tell if it was... Because the fire was obviously real. And I thought they were using a model or something. And then reading into it after, I'm like, oh, they used CGI for like, obviously for that floating like little light ball thing that the princess has and all the mm. fire and the bubbles and stuff, which was all pretty cool. But considering this was like 1985 they made this, it was very early, like, I guess more compositing than proper yeah. CGI. <laughs> like, yeah. I kind of love I, yeah. I kind of love how rough around the edges it is, like literally. Like yeah. there are parts where you can see like they haven't really Oh yeah, there's yeah. that one really scene where Taran's like standing face I think he's like saying to Gurgi that he's going to go into the dark into the Horned King's domain. Yeah. And he's standing on that rock and it's so rough. Like you yeah. can almost see the white like <laughs> yeah. the marks around him. You know what fascinated me was when he was like walking over rocks and there was coming up on one that when he stepped on it, it was going to like break away. You could very clearly tell what rock it was. Yeah. <laughs> I found so bizarre for animation. That's the kind of thing in like live action. You'd be like, oh, that's where like the fake rock on the set is. that's going to break. In animation, that shouldn't happen. It should all just look great. But it was weird. It was almost like, were they CGI? In, like, yeah, in was it like a painted too. background? And then like, yeah. yeah. So it'll be yeah. painted back, hand painted background. And then they put the animated slides on top. So okay. the background yeah. stays the same, but then the bit that they're animating is going to stick it's, out because yeah. it's literally like they're hand painting each and every slide of that rock. So it's going right, to jiggle and wiggle so a little bit sense. and yeah. stand out. <laughs> and that's, it, it's so obvious in like we've watched Scooby, a Scooby-Doo movie, one of the like old ones recently. And it in that as well, you can be like, well, we know that that rock's going to move and that <laughs> chimney pot's going to move. <laughs> Yeah. And every now and then it doesn't, and you're like, oh, they cut that bit. <laughs> <Jarring>. <laughs> um, it's just like one leaf that's like quivering. There's a there's a name for that technique, and I can't. I think it's called like plate painting. Oh yeah. Uh, and like, if you go back and watch, hey, is is film history time? Because um, <laughs> I do this every now and then. <laughs> uh, if you go back and watch like Bambi, Bambi is is a beautiful film to watch in terms of animation because it's all yeah. uh, glass plate painting layered Dude, on top. If you want to cry other. as well, if you, if you just I, yeah, need if a, you good, a, a good breakdown. Time. yeah i love yeah that bit on the the in terms of like the animation when they're on top of the cliff looking at the castle you can see that it's like hand colored as well mm. you can see the pencil marks as they're moving isn't it gorgeous isn't it just yeah. the most, some of the scenes especially not so much like the dark grizzly scenes but the the scenes where it's like at the start in um like the nice village and farm woodland areas and the bit where he's like looking into the water they're absolutely beautiful they're so pretty and lively and oh yeah they're yeah, just gorgeous funny the story really helped so what's wrong with the uh, story <laughs> Come on, let, let, so, let me have no, it number one what the fuck is gurgi <laughs> <laughs> yeah the fuck is gurgi like, number one what the fuck is gurgi it's so like okay so 
I did no research for this, and knowing that a lot of it was cut out, I'm like, oh, well, that makes a lot of sense. Because I don't think it was just video that was cut out. They cut out a lot of audio as well, because there's bits that are weirdly quiet that mm. probably shouldn't be. There's a lot of, like, sound missing, and it makes it... I don't know if the the goal was to make it less scary, but it made it way more scary. At the end, in the cold room where all the skeletons are climbing out, it is almost silent. Apart from, like, just a few noises. Terrifying. Hate it. <laughs> it is scary, isn't it? Like, the Horned King, like, his... The first time you see him properly as well is yeah, he's very quite much like scary. Oh, he's, he's very dramatic, though. I'm a mm. big fan of him. He's very, He's like, not really human, is he? Camp. But it's not really explained what no. he is. Well, it's a great design. Human. He's just very thin. Because I thought he was a skeleton. I thought, like, all the way through he was a skeleton, which is why when he, at the very beginning, where he's talking to the other skeletons, I was like, so he's just a special kind that didn't die? No, it turns out it was just really thin. Yeah, he's, he's real wrinkly. Really thin, mm. dude. But I, 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 needed, him. I needed more of him. I think he yeah. was the best part. Right. He, has, he had, like, just the right kind of, uh, like, 80s Disney camp villain f- vibes. But if we're critiquing, I would say he's just too evil for the sake of evil like yeah it's hard to build stakes around someone who's just that pure evil there's no real wiggle room taron as well is i don't know i I had issues with the characters yeah yeah, the evil ones are too evil and the good ones are too good yeah he's just a real whiny doesn't really have an arc or a strong one that i could get behind and I think that the movie does suffer by being only 70 minutes because you kind of get to the end and you're like, no one really... Like, I know we went on a journey, but it kind of... You know what it reminded me of? It reminded me a little bit of towards the end of um, that Fantastic Beast, the Grindelwald one, the second one, where yeah. characters just conveniently end up in the bad guy's lair at the end. Oh, it was yeah. kind of like that. We're just there and they're like, oh, I don't know. To me, I was just like, come on, I need this journey to build to something a little bit more than this. Yeah, they they got to the Horned Kings, which, by the way, I wish in the real world we labelled our leaders after defining features. Uh, <laughs> I, just, I want that to be a thing. Um, we have the permed queen. Yeah. Just, <laughs> uh, it'd be incredible. They got to his castle so quickly. It, yes. was, it was like they left the, the safety of the house and then into the forest, and now they're at the evil castle, and they need to infiltrate. Yeah, Taron fucks uh, up really quickly. Yeah. like yeah. When it, like, his one job is to get this pig to the cottage, and he immediately loses track of her. Just, yeah. like, immediately looking into a pool, fantasizing about having a sword, and then the pigs run away to just off-screen, where it's now terrifying forest, not normal forest. <laughs> yes, <laughs> it's <laughs> forbidden forest, because yeah. this is the most fantasy film I've ever seen. <laughs> It throws every trope at it that I was like, is this a D&D game? And then <laughs> it can't be. It came out like before. I wonder when the book series was written. Because, yeah, sitting here, this is the first time watching it for me. So I'm watching it and I'm like seeing all these tropes. But for all I know, the author of the book series created a lot of these tropes. Yeah. Like it, it feels uh, it's like... 1964, the first one. Okay, yeah. And then right. The Black Cauldron came out in 1965. They are all, yeah, they're, they're Welsh. So I think from what I read, this film is a bit of a loose combination of two of the books out of the five. Mm. And that probably doesn't help as well. I feel like maybe they just didn't really know what parts of the story they wanted to tell. So they did a kind of half-baked version of a lot of different things it can't it can't be easy to make a film when you've got the studio being like well hang on once it's finished being like no 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 you got to cut this because <laughs> from what i read too that wasn't the way you did it with animation in the 80s it was like no once it's done it's done you can't yeah. you don't cut animated scenes out they've already been created and paid for it's insane now yeah. it's like you would just do it 
back then it was like, what the fuck? Yeah, I what think kind of animation, was, animation was expensive. You know what you're making before you make it. Yeah, yeah I think this was literally yeah. the only, like, the first time that had happened when, when they were like, no, this is done, but we can't, we just need to get rid of it. Like, yeah, yeah, it, yeah. it hadn't happened before. It's, yeah, mad that they sort of approved quite a scary, grisly plot. Yeah, and so then you guys... were like, "Oh no, this is too scary and grisly." Have you guys seen the animated Lord of the Rings from the eighties? Yeah. So the guy, I can't remember the dude's name, Ralph, someone I think it was Ralph Bakshi, possibly. He made that one, and apparently, I haven't seen it. Apparently, it was quite successful. So they asked him if he wanted to do the Black Cauldron, and he looked at it and was like, "I don't want to do it because it's not, it's not a Disney like family friendly thing. Like this isn't going to work." <laughs> yeah. And they're like, "Shut up, man! We're going to do it anyway." And then they <laughs> ran into problems. Yeah, it feels like whenever Disney do something that's not super family friendly and down like perfect Disney route, they kind of self sabotage it a little yes. bit. And then they release it and go, well, it did badly. Like, the amount of film, minimum, ruined a career. Maximum, closed multiple companies. (laughs) This is one of those films. This is a show killer. This is a company killer where, like, it almost killed Disney. Because partially, I think, Disney went, no, we don't like this film, so we're going to grind it into the ground before it comes out and make it not enjoyable. And it feels like the start of Disney's weird experimental time where they just made weird shit that didn't sell well. And Disney, like typical Disney stuff at the same time. This felt like the start of it. And it was, yeah, I think they ruined it. I think they they ruined it by editing a load of stuff out. Yeah, so I think you're right, Michael. I think this is a company that's like, ah, we have a different direction we actually want to take. Let's throw this sacrificial lamb out there and then be like, ah, it failed. We have to change track now. But what a sacrificial lamb, because it it was the (laughs) most, at the time, it was the most expensive animated film ever made. Oh, wow. And the same with Treasure Planet. Yeah. When when they bombed (laughs) Treasure Planet, it was also the most expensive film ever made. There's a trend here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) It's like they artificially inflate the budget. Uh, I think Tangled also ended up being the most successful, uh, sorry, the most expensive animated film of its time as well yeah that yeah. i think mostly because they were like we're going to animate all of the hair yeah in like a new way and it's like well if you're going to do a film about with like hair. animated hair yeah, yeah sure yeah, but also right. ouch like yeah yeah mm. but speaking yeah. of hair back to what the fuck is gurgi right yeah, right <laughs> so i think lovable i mean there's just so many little side characters here with big personalities um, but Gurgi's sort of the he's sort of the third because you have the cat, which you see you meet first. Yeah. And isn't he lovely? Yeah. Oh, and he doesn't want that porridge. And then you have Henwen, <laughs> who obviously is it's fantastic the in the She's I've the cutest. Oh my god, <laughs> don't you just want to cuddle her? Um <laughs> and she's so like squidgy and lovely and she's got the cutest eyes and the littlest and oh yeah, she's lovely. And then you have Gurgi, who I really I can't wrap my head around. I remember disliking him as a child. Reminds yes, what me, is he? Reminds me of Gollum. From yeah, had like first time he was on the scene, it was like that has full golem vibes. That's gonna bite someone and steal some rings. Oh, I don't know. Like, is it the o- the only? Thing it's kind that... of like a teddy. I don't know. Did they think, oh, this will make a good toy? Uh, but, it, but he I'm wasn't like toy Gurgi. friendly. I think, if anything, I think it's a, like a Welsh mythical creature that no one has heard of. But they made it look too much like a dog. Like it looked like one of those. Yeah, it's like a dog child yeah it's like the front half of a dog mm. with arms that's the only thing i could keep thinking about it because it looks it's almost <laughs> like they started out animating just a child sidekick and then at some point went no we need to make him a cute animal i've just gone on the disney wiki and it says gurgi is 
portrayed as a gopher wood troll creature. <laughs> so okay, even this doesn't know. know. So they don't know. They just made a thing. <laughs> yeah, in, in on, on his Wikipedia profile page, because obviously this amazing character has his own page. Um, <laughs> he's right. ever hungry, but really just a sort of a kind of thing. Yeah, Ooh, I think that's a quote a from thing. one of the one of the books. Or Dan, yeah. have you seen his likes, apples, and having friends? <laughs> and having he, a friend, ha- having friends, <laughs> Dis- friend. dislikes have seeing yet. his friends in danger. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but he he's dislikes a big wuss, a and then all of King's a... castle. <laughs> I love it. Dislikes <laughs> his own cowardice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> He's uh, an in- inside thinker. He's he's very introspective as a weird nightmare golem thing. Uh, apper- I, I do like his big moustache, though. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, when the film was first released at the Magic Kingdom, there was like one of the fast food stands was called Gurkies Munchings and Crunchings. Yeah, <laughs> I I loved his dialogue, like the weird yeah, the, little the, like, the rhyming, yeah, whackings and whackings and munchings and crunchings. But my god, was it annoying really quickly? <laughs> yeah, his voice is quite grating. And then yeah, all the other weird little creatures. There's like the weird little goblin thing that that goblin serves thing. the horned king. Um, oh yeah, what's his name? Goblin. <laughs> goblin. I don't think they ever say it. <laughs> It's goblin thing. In the yeah. same way Gurgi is that weird hair like this person they call Gurgi, like that weird hairy little thing. He's the goblin little thing. Creeper. 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 Oh, okay. Creeper. Creeper. Oh, yeah. yeah. They do call him it is said in the in the film as well, like they say, Oh come on creeper or like like the oh, okay. the weird scene where like the soldiers are like all eating meat and watching a weird heavily breasted woman dance. Yep. Yeah. Like, there's a uh, lot of there's a lot of tit in this film. There is. There's there is. A, a surprising uh, like because up until that point there hadn't been apart from the pig there hadn't been a single female character and I was like is the only female in this going to be this like you know large <laughs> belly dancing <laughs> woman and then you get like the princess and then you get these three witches and one of them is huge and in love with the bard guy that yeah. they rescue and she yeah. turns him into a frog and shoves him between her tits and that's just a scene in the <laughs> yeah. film <laughs> yeah the, 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 the frog in the cleavage scene goes on for a long time yeah, as well it, like i didn't remember that that until i was like watching this properly analytically last night and i was like that that's a long considering it's obviously it's all hand drawn and this isn't a this is a quick film as well they spend mm. a lot of time in her boobs. Yeah, if and they, it's not yeah. even like they cut her face out. It is just a shot yeah. of her cleavage and this frog like drowning in boob. Yeah, How'd that brilliant. Make the cut? Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> that... They've cut so much out of it. It wasn't scary. <laughs> yeah, it's not scary. It's just a bit strange. It's just off-putting. That whole witch scene is bizarre. The witches are very weird. It was yeah. like, do we really need another kooky character at this I... point? <laughs> I think it was just to get them to the cauldron because yeah. it, they'd built up that this cauldron is so hidden and so impossible to find that there was literally no way for anyone in the film to find it outside <laughs> of... Uh, Henwin would have got there eventually. You've got to have a bit of faith. But the Henwin Special did, pig. Henwin never really showed them where it was. They just showed that it was there. It was somewhere. Because whenever they showed it, it was like, ah, so it is real. It is somewhere. And it's like, okay, where is it? How do you find it? I think because the Horned King had powers, they couldn't risk using Henwin to find it without yeah. him knowing what he- that Henwin knew it and then doubling down on actually getting the pig back. Because he kind think, of discards her. I yeah. think the film suffers from Henwin just disappearing from the movie, basically, for, like, yeah. well over yeah. half of it. Yeah. Henwin yeah. should have stayed with Taron for 
definitely. Maybe I, even I went, when nearly she, all of it. That bit, I, I, I nearly cry every time when he pushes her off the castle wall and she falls into the water. Like as a kid, I, I think every single time I was convinced she was going to die. Yeah. Um, not got a great sense of object permanence as a, as a child or, or memory. Um, I was like, oh my god, what if she dies? What if it, this is the time? And I, I think because I also watched like Peter Pan as well, so I had a big fear of crocodiles. Mm-hmm. So pig in water in Disney, there's going to be crocodiles, but that there aren't. Like that she she is fine. She probably... that, that bit isn't very well explained. Yeah, she ends I'll, up. I'll being... put my hands up and say like, yeah, that she she ends up with the fair folk or fairies. The Rice Krispie mascots. Yeah, aren't yeah. they cute? Yeah, no, no, no one else in. liked them. Uh, I mean, they, they felt unnecessary. They really, were unnecessary, they? <laughs> and then that's where Henwin stays for the rest of the film until she's back with Dujima Flip at the beginning. Like, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she gets taken back by the fair folk. She doesn't come yeah. on the trip because it's too dangerous, and no. I'm like, mm-hmm. I'd have loved fair. her to be there, like <laughs> her, like freaking out with all these frogs, and then like I don't know, getting all defensive of Taran and fighting the witches. She's she has the most personality, considering she has no lines. And yeah. it's, you know, she's very much an animal. Oh, I... she's so, so wonderful. And just her expressions are so beautifully animated. And her, like, when she's so happy to see Taran, like, when she runs towards him in the in the cave, it just melts my heart. I'm I'm a big fan. I genuinely, I quite like the princess as a character. Hmm. Because, mainly, just because for the scene where she reads um, Taran to Phil. Which, I couldn't get his name and I kept calling him Twink. I <laughs> uh, you know, he's the twink. Yeah, she just has a go at him and it's great. Yeah. yeah. She's like, I can use a sword, fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> like split up immediately. Because yeah. that's that was Tatarin's arc was he nicked a sword from a sarcophagus. Yeah. And it was it was a, a light grave robbing. It was a lightsaber for a bit, and then he traded it for the cauldron. And I was yeah. thinking why? Because out of anything that could destroy the cauldron, it's probably that the sword. sword. I thought it, it was also the only deep. thing they had to trade. Yeah. Like what else were they gonna? What else were they gonna the, trade? They, the you know, they left the oracle. Yeah, but they didn't take her with them. So yeah, Taron is a deeply stupid character. Yeah, I, oh, I mean, he's a pig keeper. You, you didn't go to school. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think the thing with Taron is just like, is that a tangible enough arc for him? Like mm-hmm. a want? He just wants to be what a knight, essentially. Yeah. yeah. So I'll admit it's not a perfect film. What? <laughs> but <laughs> I mean, were there any bits you guys enjoyed? Yeah, I love. Uh, like... I, visually, I love the way it looks. To be yeah. honest, even though it's ex- some of it is extraordinarily rough, there's a charm to that. But I look. I if I had watched this when I was a kid, I would 100 percent probably drop like a four four and a half stars on a rewatch watching this because I totally. You're talking to the right guy. I totally understand the nostalgia of loving a bad film when you're a kid, and then you still love it just as much when you watch it now, which for yeah. me is obviously Loch Ness. But um, most people's favourite movie is, it's not always a good movie, is it? No, no definitely no. not. Yeah, they're all <laughs> catastrophic yeah. failures yeah. that nearly kill careers. <laughs> that's right. That's that's what you guys <laughs> want to see. <laughs> it's, it is strange though, isn't it? Like, we've watched other films that I've watched when I was a kid. Like, I think Cats and Dogs is probably a good example where I enjoyed it as a kid, but I, you know, I watched it a handful of times and I was like, oh, this is fun. I really like the fact that cats and dogs can talk, et cetera, et cetera. And then when we watch it back, I'm like, yeah, this is still pretty good. Uh, but you can see all the flaws. Watching The Black Cauldron, I was trying so hard to critique it and be like, oh, you know, this is bad. This bit's rubbish. This bit doesn't hold up. But everything, it was like just being drowned out by like almost this tinnitus of like, <laughs> it's still amazing. You 
And all my notes are just like, isn't this lovely? Oh, isn't that great? Look at the little tiny manacles they put Henwin in. Oh, isn't it lovely? <laughs> no, I love that. I could watch Loch Ness and like, oh, I'm going to write down the bad points. And at the end, it would just be like a notebook full of, fuck, this is so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think my problem with the film, knowing how it, how it was edited, is the edited bits because you can tell and it kind of like the ending did you spot the really obvious goof which one oh (laughs) (laughs) um the one that i i noticed this time round was where they he has to they're they're like paddling in a boat out of the dungeon and he has to go and open the grate like i guess it's like a sewer system or like the moat system so they have a big scene of him like undoing the chains and then it cuts back to the boat and then the chains are still wrapped around, like very obviously yeah. still wrapped around the grate. And then yeah. it cuts back to them and it cuts back and they're open. And I'm just like, mm. oops. I, the, the cauldron really, I, I know that he's supposed to look evil, but he really doesn't look that evil, no. does he? Also, he's sort of got a <laughs> moustache and it's like, like Aren't all cauldrons black? Yeah, they're made out of vine and they'd normally been cooked and so they're a bit sooty. So normally, yeah, yeah they're are normally the <laughs> cast iron cauldron. Yeah. It's got so much flavor in that bad boy, so much flavor <laughs> built into that. The real spicy cauldron, yeah. <laughs> uh, everything that com- comes out sort of great green and wispy. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> The implicate the cauldron is terrible. Like when they the cauldron's scary, and then they say something that it was genuinely, genuinely scared of the the cauldron because the witches say to defeat the cauldron, someone has to get into it, right? But they say, oh, but that person's not coming out alive, which implies that they're stuck there. They're not dying. Like it isn't like oh they're dead. It's like you're stuck in the cauldron, which is horrifying. Well, it's what that's the fate of the the king as well, isn't it? Because the um, the original bad king was that they couldn't kill him so he couldn't die yeah, so, so they, they instead trap, trap him in the cauldron and that's the same to get him out you have to trap someone else yeah someone someone good someone like or i don't i don't really understand what the horned king does because he just puts like a, a body yeah uh-huh. i found that like when he first started doing that and he put the one skeleton in i was like wow if he has to do this one at a time it's gonna take <laughs> a while <laughs> like... <laughs> oh they just do like a real 80s like smash cut of him like <laughs> with like yeah with some pop punk in the background no, stretch it out blow out that runtime i think i think it's implied that it's someone willing if it's yeah. someone willing the cauldron stops working if it if the cauldron crashes uh if it's someone not willing the cauldron makes skeletons yeah <laughs> yeah the evil power sort of in reanimates all these corpses yeah. that they have lying around i'd assume lying around for some time because they are very skeletal i think they're just coming from the cauldron though they they come from the green mist no, I thought the green mist animated yeah, it woke the up bodies the that were yeah. all around because you see them at the start, don't you? Where he's talking yeah. to them and he's yeah. like, "I'm going, you're going to become cauldron born." <laughs> My cauldron born. But they really, it's it's really quick. Um, the bit from them being animated to them being re- like Gurgi sacrificing himself and them dying is really they, quick. Like they, they haven't even it made it out. over the bridge. Yeah. It's because they cut it all out. They cut yeah. it all out because there was no music. Yeah, it's too violent because they definitely cut out the bit where Tauron goes and fights them. Yeah, there's also no music and no sound and no footsteps, and it's just this eerie like wind sound. Yeah, the whole time, and I'm like, what? What sound was happening that they were like, this is too scary? Screaming. Yeah, the, the screams like, of war. Horrified screaming. <laughs> it's like bones clanking and scraping together. <laughs> Disney are cowards. They are actually. Really I cowards. wish. I wish the Taron had sacrificed himself. 
Yeah. Just yeah. to at least like give him something to do. Or like I mean, his there. sacrifice is the sword, isn't it? And it's like, eh, you've only just got that. Yeah, he found yeah, it. <laughs> doesn't feel like there's an emotional attachment to that, does it? It's kind of like, you know what I love about, this is such a weird Disney film to watch because you would watch a, a modern day Disney film. And even if the films aren't always that great, but for the most part, the quality is pretty good. They generally have the story nailed down and the character yeah. arcs and things like that. So it's weird to go back and watch one that's a little sort of all over the shop. Like, the thing I love about Disney and Pixar is you often have that, what does the character want? And then they normally won't end up getting the want, but they'll get what they need. Yeah. Whereas I get to the end of this film and I'm kind of like, I don't really know what Taron sort of, I know he wanted to be a knight, but what did he need? And what did he end up with? I'm not really sure he ended up with anything. What did he end up with? Friendship. He ended up with saving the saving the world, a princess, um, a pig, and a best friend that what? is a dogish. Gurgi yeah. is the one that saved the world. Yeah, Gurgi sacrificed himself, and then they the Gurgi's the hero yeah. because he yeah, the had hero. something to sacrifice. Gurgi changes from being that really selfish little mutt mongrel. That's to, great. He changes. Um, Taran yeah. doesn't change. Yeah, but Taran, Taran does want to, but he's told no, you can't. Gurgi is the true main character of this movie. Yeah, Gurgi is the protagonist. Of this movie. <laughs> I've come full circle on Gurgi. I actually love Gurgi now. No, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Gurgi. I just don't know what the fuck he is. Yeah, I, um, I do. I do get a bit weepy every time he throws himself into the cauldron. I say every time because I've I've watched this so often. To be fair, and it had actually been about seven years yeah, since I'd I... seen it. When, when we were suggesting doing this, it popped up on my Facebook memories. Like, seven years ago, you were watching The Black Cauldron with Helena, and I was like... So you've seen it before, Dan. Michael, have you watched it before, nope. or is this your first... Yeah. Nope. I made Dan watch yeah, it. Yeah, I'd seen it before in the exact same sort of scenario of Helena really likes it and said, watch this. <laughs> so we did. <laughs> yeah. I turn up with cake and, like, we're going to watch this film. I think it had just been put on Netflix or something. I yeah. can't remember. Maybe. I remember the first time I watched it online, I think was like in 35 parts on youtube that movie <laughs> yeah. got uploaded in like 10 yeah you know like yeah five or five to ten minute chunks oh, I, I think, worth it I think worth I the ad breaks it. i think i'd heard about it from like a different video that we had and it, it was a trailer at the beginning so i knew the black cauldron existed i just had never seen it i think it was on one of the because i watch a lot i apparently as a kid as i'm learning i watched a lot of sequels to films that i'd never seen the original to um, and I just thought they were like original films. Maniac. Yeah, don't know how, don't know why. I don't know why we had those videos, but we did. So, <laughs> hmm. Um, but yeah, like I think it was in one of them. So I knew it existed. I didn't yep. care to find it. I didn't realize it was this cast, or else I would have watched it a long time ago. Oh, okay. You missed out because, oh, what a film. It's <laughs> incredibly cast. The ending so... is terrifying. Did you guys pick up on the fact that the Horned King is voiced by John Hurt? No. I saw that oh, afterwards, no. which impressed yeah. me. Yeah, like, no, it's got no a big one, name. No it's got a him. big name. No one yeah. else appears to have done. There's one guy that did some of the voices that is just well known or was well known for doing lots and lots of voices. Was it um, Gurgi? Probably. I'm here um, for Gurgi. I'm a Gurgi stand now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna get a Gurgi t-shirt. Yeah. yeah. But he um. Because <laughs> John one might be the only really big name. <laughs> I think it says munchins and crunchins. Right? <laughs> this, this is our first merchandise. It's just <laughs> we just make gurky merch now. Merchandise for a different. Oh yeah, no, Disney are perfectly okay with copy. Actually, no, Disney might be perfectly okay with copyright on the black copy. <laughs> yeah, <that's fine. laughs> they might be like, "This is your problem now. Don't sign over the copyright."
copyright to us and be like, this is yours. Fuck yeah, we'll get like £2 every year because hell, we get all the uh, residuals from Helena watching it all the time. <laughs> yeah, they're like, should we get this rid of this on Disney Plus? And they're like, well, someone's watching it. So I... You're that one person. <laughs> they might be upset and I would be, I'd be furious. You'd find I it need to buy else. it. I need to get a, a hard copy of it. Um, oh, Redbubble has a t-shirt. Gurgi's Munchings and Crunchings. Oh, I, I saw that, yeah. See that one very well. Oh, nice. Oh, that's yeah, great. It's like a Starbucks. That's yeah, right. That's next next that time we record together, we'll all be in Gurgi shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Gurgi's Munchings and Crunchings. Wow, there's a fair bit of uh, Gurgi stuff out there. Yeah, he's popular. Gurgi Everyone loves him. Gurgi. Or love to hate him. Gurgi you got a Gurgi apron for when you're cooking. He's one of two characters in this film. The rest are just there. <laughs> <laughs> it's him and the Horned King. No, I'll get a Horned King Hen- I love the Horned King. Mm. Big fan. Yeah. Henwen in the scene she's in, which is not enough of them, <laughs> is adorable though. No, Henwen's got a solid character. Uh, Terran, uh, just the dullest human being. Like, just... <laughs> whiny and screamy and it's should have sacrificed himself also the flump person the bard flump flumpy yeah should have been the one to sacrifice himself i'm like dude come on yeah the, the old man yeah the i mean it's sort man. of a given isn't it like i've lived my life as yeah. a yeah. pretty rubbish bard yeah two yeah. kids and then maybe... they, uh, is it does his harp just break a string every time he lies yeah, yes, every time he's anxious, yeah. I don't know. I wasn't aware, was it anxious or horny? It was weird, like, why is the string yeah. A bit of everything. Every yeah. time he gets shoved between a massive witch's tits. Yeah. A harp string. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, it was, it was like a semi-conscious uh, harp, but it yeah. isn't explored yeah. particularly far. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he should have sacrificed himself. As soon as they were like... They, they all should have. Yeah, all of them. <laughs> all of them. I, just, I yeah. assumed it was overload only... the, the cauldron. Oh, yeah. yeah, I only assumed it was Gurky because the rest of them were tied up and they were like, well, it's Gurky then, isn't it? Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I'm just chained to this wall. Sorry. <laughs> it did have, like, thinking back to it, it did have, like, reverse ending of Lord of the Rings. It did have, like, the kind of reverse of standing on the edge of a volcano. Yeah. Where <laughs> Gurgi's like, I'll jump. <laughs> Gollum. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's, he's so much nicer. He, he's nicer than Gollum. He does have an arch. Yeah, arc, no, he's a even. wonderful and character. He's the only I think one. that Taron does as well, but it just to a lesser extent. Like, his is he has nothing, and all he is is a pig keep, and exactly. he's not very good at that. And <laughs> then he has to suddenly actually, he's talked about being brave for the longest time, but he's never actually had the chance to prove himself. And it's harder than he thinks it's going to be. And then he finds this amazing sword that actually makes being brave a little bit more straightforward. And then he has to give all of that up to try and save these people, knowing that he'll return to just being a pig keep. And he does it. And that's his first step. And then he does try and sacrifice himself. And the Lonwee's like, no, you you can't. And he still wants to do it. But then Gurgi kind of pips him to the post. Um, it's, it's weird. It's kind of missing that mentor character to like, when he yeah. finds the sword, he should have an old wise character teaching him how to fight with a sword yeah. Ooh, and like, there's no real reason why he should be able to fight anybody he's or, just an like elwin is like, with a sword it, when elwin's like oh no i can use a sword she should be like look and just show him that she's actually a yeah, badass like, like yeah you know, she's a princess she could have easily been like i was trained with the sword yeah. because but is I, she a princess because he called the, the horned king is like you know we've got a pig keep and a scullery maid 
Well, he was also like after her bauble because he thought it could find out where the cauldron was. Was yeah. he just searching for random things? That he was just maybe... yeah, any rumor that you Which could find. The... <laughs> He's just like one wandering around boot fairs, like oh. <laughs> this is it. There's one. This is oh, it. it. <laughs> how, it much, explain... how much for this one? <laughs> <laughs> does explain why he got to the pig last though, because who would believe a rumor? The pig knows where it <laughs> yeah, is. Yeah, you're getting pretty fucking desperate at <laughs> that you. point, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> like yeah creeper comes in like we okay we've had a report of this we've got this bauble yeah, and he's like what like a christmas bauble and they're like no it's a bit it big thing of light and it flies around and it kind of has a personality but yeah. not really and they were like okay well we'll go for that one first because we'll get her and then and that's the, the last one they're like yeah so you know bear with me on this one it's a pig <laughs> in a small village and it can see the future and if we do find the black cauldron in the future, then surely the pig will know where the black cauldron is. You have to put it in water, and the water is acidic when you touch it. Good luck. <laughs> and the water burns when he is doing his magic. Yeah, it sort of it does sort of sizzle on him, doesn't yeah, it? it? And that doesn't make any sense because I also I assumed it was wine because it is kind of coloured. And then I was like, is that just because they couldn't animate clear water very yeah, easily? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she does go all trippy, doesn't she? When it's the same sort of eyes as the um, like the snake in the Jungle Book. Yeah, it's, yeah. Yeah, when she's like goes all cross-eyed and looks at the. Yeah. yeah. Oh, she's a powerful pig. <laughs> powerful. Pig. We haven't even scratched the surface of what Henwin can do. No. Yeah. Henwin, Henwin's magic, Henwin's power was so controlled by that farm person. <laughs> yeah. The most powerful creature to ever exist, Henwin. <laughs> <laughs> Henwin and Gurgi, the two heroes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for so... that sequel of Henwin and Gurgi going off on an adventure to find out how, like the that's... her true power. That's I'd the nonsense. That. That's the nonsensical sequel I wanted to watch when I was a kid, not knowing that the, <laughs> the Black Cauldron existed. That's the sequel that I wanted. <laughs> For me to just go, oh yeah, no, I know those two characters. <laughs> uh, so I guess, so out of ten, how many um, different hints towards finding the Black Cauldron would you give this? <laughs> and what were they? <laughs> me or, or I, Sean? Who, who wants to go first? Because uh, we know Helen is going to give yeah, you a ten, right? Helen, <laughs> you can go last. We'll end on yeah. a high note. <laughs> Sean, what, what do you think? I give it a four, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I felt that. I felt that wave of like. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, if right, I watched I'm, this I'm when going. I was a kid, <laughs> if I watched it when I was a kid, I would, I would love it. I think it's just because I have no nostalgic attachment to it. I watch it, and there are bits of it that I, I quite like. Like the style of it is great. I now I would die for Gurgi. Um, <laughs> but other things like Tarot, just the protagonist doesn't really do anything for me. Um, so yeah. Having had this chat though, I will. I would. I'll rewatch it in the future. I will. I have. Uh, I've. I've gathered an appreciation for it for Gurgi. Yeah, <laughs> just watch the best of Gurgi compilation on YouTube. How <laughs> oh, oh, that exists. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah. I think I'd go with a four, maybe four point five at a push. Yeah. Just because, yeah. like, at like four point five, whatever the fuck Gurgi is, <laughs> like it's enjoyable i think i think i'm not sure if it's enjoyable <laughs> it's beautiful because it's like that era of disney it's weirdly experimental and i love my weirdly experimental disney film but there's like nothing much to it there's the campness of the the horned king but like yeah the protagonists are very boring apart from gurgi 
the bard person is just there. A lot of the scenes don't make sense. I'm going <laughs> to stop complaining because I can feel Helena burning into my skull. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. You're, you're welcome to your own opinion. It's wrong. I like that. Yeah. I like you said the, the bard guy is just there. He's the one who, after this chat, I still don't know his name. Everyone else? <laughs> flim flam. Flum flum flum. Fluda. They mention it like once. Yeah. Fluda flum. Fluda flum. Fluda yeah. He's no goo. No, he's no gurgy. He doesn't sacrifice himself right away. Imagine how good this film would be where as soon as they revealed the cauldron and the rules, um, Flumpfly just went. <laughs> All right, I'm getting in. <laughs> like, uh, oh, okay. Uh, no, stop stripping off like it's a bath. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, just like, just like in uh, in Lord of the Rings, where Gimli just immediately tries to destroy the ring. It's like just, <laughs> he just climbs in. Like, okay. <laughs> just the witch is going. Oh, okay. Oh. Well, normally it's like a harder sacrifice. <laughs> he seems willing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, he's yeah, gone. Yeah. Uh, can I trade the cauldron back for the sword, please? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'd give this like a, a five, five, five out of ten. Uh, five, five out of five. Yeah, <laughs> five. Um, yeah, yeah. Cracking open oh, a cold run with the boys. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Like it, it was, it was enjoyable enough. I had that slight nostalgia from when I'd watched it with Helena before, but I think when I watched it, that was actually in person with her before, so there was like yeah. a like like a radiance going from there. Um, oh yeah, my the enthusiasm. I think my enthusiasm is probably quite catching yeah. when I'm around people watching this. But like, yeah, like the the so animation good. was lovely. Like all, all the as as everyone else has said, animation's great. Gergi is the fucking best <laughs> we're a gurgy yeah. people say. <laughs> yeah so so yeah I, I i definitely give this a five well i yeah for me i think it's it's 10 whimsical sidekicks out of 10 <laughs> there probably are 10 i think i haven't yeah. counted because um first time i watched it don't think i could count um <laughs> oh it's just perfect and even even it's perfect in its imperfection which i think is a direct quote from what you said about loch ness as well sean so <laughs> Oh gosh, I just where to start? I'm gonna. I, I really want to go and watch it again now. Like I might, I might watch it again this evening. It's oh, just everything about it, from like the spooky start, the pig, obviously, like Henwen. If if I'm gonna get, if I could get like a Henwen stuffed toy, I would absolutely. She's perfect. She's so so pretty and pink and gorgeous and that scene where she's like having her back rubbed and scrubbed and oh she's just oh just the best in the world and just the the emotional roller coaster where she gets her head like shoved onto the um chopping block and they're like okay we're gonna chop this pig's head off and you're like no yeah you they're can't. gonna make pork chops yeah it's just oh it's brilliant um honestly i don't know why people don't watch this film every day i can give you a list because <laughs> it oh. didn't exist for a while by the sounds of things <laughs> i think that that is the biggest mistake that disney made was hiding this from the world yeah oh imagine if this had got released and it was a big success and then we just had all these like weird fucked horror <laughs> like disney films instead yeah these tonally confused films yeah. that like we want it to we want to scare children yeah yeah we don't want this to be for older children that can handle it no we want this to be targeted at like infants and the, just have them cry the little mermaid is just like an animated body horror <laughs> like... but it could be like the you know maybe they'd have had the original ending where she like kills herself yeah yeah the, the grim stories yeah 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 the, the original the og um little mermaid is really bleak yeah so maybe yeah we could have been saved from 
a lot of Disney ending, maybe the term Disney ending wouldn't mean the same thing. No, it, <laughs> it just becomes this, horror. <laughs> if this had been wildly popular, like one of us right now could have been named Gurgi. Or Ilonwee, which would have been extra cruel. <laughs> Legally changing it. Or Flumpy. Uh, as, long, as long as we're not Taron. No. <laughs> to be fair, I know that you're struggling with his name, Fluda, but it is spelled F-F-L-E-W-D-D-U-R. Yeah. Hmm. So what chance did you have? It's, like, it's a Welsh name. <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I guess with that, I have been Dan. I have been Michael. I've been Helena. And I've been Sean. Thank you for coming on to watch yeah. this, Sean. Yeah, it's, thank it's you for, for, for watching this, and I hope that you enjoyed it and enjoyed the experience of someone else's nostalgia. I On that, I definitely did. I, um, it's great. Thank you for introducing me to this, and I hope more people watch it now. Thank you. Yeah, please leave a review on Letterboxd because I will. I, I don't I know will. what the state of play is actually for the uh, the Black Cauldron on Letterboxd, but I haven't reviewed it yet because I didn't want to. <laughs> didn't want to spoil it for you guys because I wanted you guys to find yeah. out from me how I feel because I, I yeah. Disney. I reckon. I reckon the average would be about a three. Yeah, the average is yeah. a three. Uh, there's it? only one yeah. person that I followed, which is Alexi, who has given this a three. Like no, no one else I follow has seen this. But yeah, well, a- average, average of a three, two and a half stars. That's yeah. oh, that's poor. Wow, Disney, Disney have done their job. Nobody has seen this film yeah. <laughs> <laughs> until now. So, Sean, where can people find you? Uh, I'm on uh, Twitter at Carney from Fifty Five, and I also co-host a couple of podcasts. Um, a podcast called Scaredy Boys about a couple of cowards who watch horror films. And a podcast called How Goods Footy, which is about Australian rules football, if that interests anybody out there in the world. <laughs> uh, I, I, wanna, I, I kind of want to dip my toe into AFL, but I just don't know where to start. Yeah, you said, well, you, said before we st- yeah, you said before uh, we started that it was the final last night. Who won? <laughs> uh, the team that won was a team called the Melbourne Demons. Oh, nice. Who, um, it was quite nice. It was a nice story because they... It's been 57 years since the last time they won, which was the longest active streak out of any team in the comp. So, yeah, there was a lot of people crying and celebrating. It was good. It was good to see. But if they win again next year, they're fucking dogs. (laughs) Give them one and that's it. (laughs) One and done. So, yeah, you can you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Hilton Pod. That's at H-I-L-T-M Pod. Uh, We've started a Discord now as well. So that that will be in the link tree as well. By Gurgi Merch. genuine i'm pretty yeah. i'm pretty hurt i'm, I'm gonna go uh, just snuggle snuggle up with uh with gurgi and, and have a good time by myself because you guys don't deserve him gurgi is the only good character gurgi no, for life. they're all brilliant how can you not love henwen though yeah henwen's great too henwen's cool uh doesn't have like doesn't i don't know gurgi is a special kind of character <laughs> Uh, mainly because he's, he's the, the right only kind of one of his kind. Yeah, no, he is. Oh, Gogi just is. <laughs> and always will be.